Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 12 of the Thistle Rugby Podcast, the only rugby podcast that cares about Scottish rugby. How are you guys doing? We are back at full complement. I'm David and I'm joined by Matt. How are you, pal? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Um, nice to be back from a refreshing trip to Japan for the anime conference. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Feeling good about that. And um, Alan's with us as well. How are you, mate? Feeling bloody great. Feeling good after, um, after the game at the weekend? I was not feeling particularly great on Sunday. Mm. Yeah. How are preach, relations preach. between you and your New Zealand girlfriend? We've broken up. Oh. <laughs> she had to go. Had to be done. But my relations with Opal Lounge are on an all-time high. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, thanks again for joining us, guys. One of the uh, biggest weeks in Scottish rugby. So much to talk about after the big game at, against New Zealand and with Australia coming up. Thanks for joining us on iTunes, Acast, or any other podcast app where you are finding us. Um, we have had a massive week on Twitter, breaking exclusive, chucking up uh, videos, getting more likes and retweets than we have ever had. So thanks so much for the support. That is at Thistle Rugby Pod. We have had limited success, as always, on Instagram, and that is Thistle Understroke Rugby Understroke Pod. Um, and we've had loads of great reviews. Thank you so much for taking the time. Just a couple of minutes. Give us five stars on iTunes. It really helps us out um, to help us climb the rankings and get our name out there how about this one guys from the tea bag um five star <laughs> review <laughs> he says it really fills my gap um i'm and he says i'm gonna find the guy who gave this podcast one star and give him a very stern talking to or at least a very stern look questionable banter that grows on you and cracking insight into the pro game which has been lacking for years keep them coming guys turkey necks or not chasing shadows mate no one stars here I don't yeah. think we've got we've got a three star. We'll yeah. have to find that guy, that real, asshole. Real, he was like, "You guys are mediocre." <laughs> <laughs> That's probably fair. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that is fair. 
Probably fair. And um, I've brought, I have brought my turkey neck along this week. So, um, hey, mate, it's looking great. It's good, mate. Yeah, well, the couple it's of surgeries have made a difference. To, uh, Switzerland. Hon- honestly, after the first surgery, it looked terrible. <laughs> like you looked off. You can see the staples running down your chin. Yeah. Horrific. Yeah, it looked like a couple of day old, like sort of sliced meat, didn't it? Just sort of <laughs> hanging down, really, really bad. <laughs> but hey, you're not a bit, you're not obese anymore. You're not got a turkey neck. So that's well, I might well you're one of those things. I'm one of well, those things. But we will. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. But <laughs> we, <laughs> we will see. Thanks again, guys, for your massive support. Keep chatting to us on all of those channels. Um, we are going to bring you some news, um, recap on loads of stuff going on in Scottish rugby, um, and then obviously have a look back at the devastating loss to New, uh, Newcastle, New Zealand, at the, uh, <laughs> at the weekend, and then look ahead to the Australia game and also the pro games at the weekend at the end. Sound good, chaps? Sounds bloody great. Perfect. Why don't we start then? Who remembers where they were when the Thistle broke their first exclusive? Uh, I, I, I don't in, remember where it was. I was in Labrador. Were you in Labrador? Yeah, in Cannon Mills. <laughs> sounds quite good. It's <laughs> a good place. Having some fish and chips. That yeah, sounds all right. I actually, I, I, I put out the tweet about, and this is obviously about Finn confirming his move to Racing 92. I sent that tweet from the toilet. So that's oh, how, that is you? how you break news these days. Very nice. So um, what did you guys make of that? He's off. 700,000 uh, a year is the current going figure. What do you make of it, Alan? Um, I mean, it's a lot of cash. <laughs> it's a lot of cash. The only, look, I, I don't think... So what the SAU supposedly paid, what, Hogg, like just over 400 grand. Mm. So it's probably very hard for them to go above that figure to keep Finn Russell in the country. The only thing is, it feels like that is the most important position for Glasgow. And there isn't... Whilst obviously we all want Adam Hastings to be this great player, at the moment, he's not close to being that. Nowhere near. And I don't think Horn is good enough to take up the mantle as a day-in, day-out 10. Mm. Not so, at the level that Glasgow want to be competing at. Exactly. And also, so we're going to talk a bit later about Johnny Gray and probably his potential move away from Glasgow. And it feels like the Finn Russell move is going to have a much more substantial hit to Glasgow than a potential Johnny Gray move. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um I mean, it was sort of one of the, the best, worst-kept secrets. And I certainly don't sort of begrudge him um, going to France. And with that sort of money, he must be at least tripling his, his wage packet at the moment. Surely. Um, so, you know, fair enough. And, you know, he said he wants to experience different cultures. And uh, you, you don't want to begrudge him that. Um, but I just think, you know, he's, what, 25? He's sort of in the, the peak of his career. If he wants to become a better rugby player, then... I don't think France in general or Racing in particular is the best place to go. Johnny Sexton went there and I think lost a year out of his development. Sexton's pretty good though. Yeah, but he was quite he was quite Rassing. good before he went. Finn Russell's pretty good. I know, I know, but I don't know. And and maybe maybe exactly he'll go for a couple of years and it'll be it won't be a massive blow to Scotland, but I think in terms of, you know, developing as a player and self-preservation physically, you know, in Scotland or I think you're only allowed to play five games in a row, then you have to have a mandatory rest. In France, they will literally play him every single time he's available. Yeah, and that what concerns me is it's going to be his first seasons there are going to be running into the into the 2019 World Cup as well. So he could be just getting absolutely battered for yeah. those sort of 14 months running into yeah. the World Cup, which is is concerning because this should be the one where where Finn is absolutely at his peak and driving Scotland forward to you know win the World Cup. So no, I agree, but it almost makes a couple of the Edinburgh signings look a little bit strange. 
the fact that Edinburgh have literally signed two tens in the last three weeks. Yeah. Well, instead of Glasgow signing them. Instead of Glasgow signing a ten, maybe they maybe they're holding out for a bigger name signature. Mm. But you would think that that I mean a ten's got to be on the radar. Adam Hastings has looked all right. Yeah, he's played one game. And he looked alright. And, lo- and he looked and he looked pretty good. And obviously he's playing again, um, playing again this weekend. But they've got to be they've got to be eyeing up sort of a a specialist ten to sort of come in at Glasgow. Yeah, I, I think so. You've got to have at least three tens. I know so. just the man, Duncan Weir. Let's bring him back. Dude, the poot's coming back. Bring back I the poot. I did see some chat about it's that. Coming back down back. the M8. Down oh, the M8. God, I love the poot. Because it doesn't look like he's going to be. Involved at Edinburgh next year. So we're year. saying he's surplus to requirements at Edinburgh, so he should come back and lead Glasgow at 10. It's <laughs> not really the way things have developed in Scottish rugby recently. No, possibly not. But, you know, emotionally, you want to see him back yeah. there. But, I mean, ho- hopefully, you know, he's not going to be denied. Russell's not going to be denied playing Scotland for Scotland or anything. So he's going to come back from France. And, yeah, you never know. Maybe he will become a more rounded I, I, I don't, I don't begrudge him going, but I worry about his development and how it could affect his performances for the national team. But... We are where we are, lads. No, it's fine. And I think there's been a couple of people who are saying that he should sort of had some loyalty to the SRU. And I think at the end of the day, if you're getting offered sort of double the cash, short-term career, and also it sort of looks like his dad was let go by the SRU in terms of his dad was working for the SRU. And if your dad's sort of been let go by the SRU, I imagine you're sort of propensity to be loyal to your employer is significantly lower it's the mike ford george yeah board. i was just gonna say exactly. that exactly yeah. that's it isn't yeah. it extraordinary so finn is off we believe racing 92 and um as soon as that is confirmed we will be getting some prime can i just can i just say space. on finn russell as well we're getting a bit of heat from the the times scottish rugby correspondent claiming that he had broken the news which actually if you look back at his writing he had very definitely speculated that he was going to racing whereas we were firm and we in our we were convictions probably, we were probably firm in our so convictions so we broke it I'm, and also I'm, I'm taking we it. won a bet with Scottish Rugby Blog so watch out if you do listen to their subpar podcast <laughs> oh mate that <laughs> we will get some sort of message on their airways cannot wait that is going to be good that is going to be good um, other rumours Johnny Gray Tom English and the BBC reporting 50-50 that he is off to Bristol's next year how does he? Was he come, where's he come up with fifty fifty from? I don't understand. Like, well, I think I think it just means there's a firm offer from Bristol, so presumably it's yeah. Sort of, you know, I wonder if there's a firm offer and it's, it's sort of his agent trying to yeah. to Johnny leverage Gray's a decent has deal. Texted Tom English and said there is a fifty fifty yeah. offer well, that yeah. Johnny Gray will yeah, take exactly. this deal. Yeah, um, good I, th- call, I think good call inches. I think it as Alan was saying, like he's not as big a loss as Finn Russell, and if he goes to Bristol, and um, I think Bristol will get promoted this year. Plays in like an attritional, high quality league, intense, with some good players. They made some really good signings. Then, you know, I think it could be a good move. I think it could harden him up. Although, to be fair, he's, his carrying in the last couple of games has looked completely different class. Mm. His carrying against New Zealand at the weekend was like unrecognizable to Johnny Gray of last season. He's taking it much harder. But I think I agree with you. Premiership is better than France. If we have to let him go, Premiership's a better move. Mm-hmm. I worry about Bristol. They've come up and down and yo-yoed, and you know. But they ha- it does seem that this squad they're putting together is much stronger than previous ones that have come up from the championship. And yeah, I, I, you know, I can't begrudge these players going and making some cash. I agree. You agree? <laughs> Fair enough. 
Cheers. Well, we've we mentioned them just before that, Alan. You sort of uh, shot your load on the um, Edinburgh signings <laughs> of the two the two tens. Not classic. The first classic. <laughs> it's classic. Alan shooting his load early. Um, Simon Hickey, New Zealand under twenty and Auckland Blues cap, coming to Edinburgh next season. If I'm honest, I didn't really know who Simon Hickey was. Um, I, I I completely agree. I, at the end of the you mean when but someone writes down Auckland Blues Bordeaux. 23 years old, I think it is. Pretty healthy pedigree for a man to be to be coming in at Edinburgh. You know, it's it's it is pretty good. I think he's NZ under 20s as well. Mm. Um, and so, so you know, they've got you're sort of building up quite a few young tens at Edinburgh. But I feel like we've kind of gone down this road before. Yeah, we signed that guy Jade Teruri from Manawatu. And he didn't have quite as good a pedigree because he hadn't played. That I don't think great. he played that super rugby. Knowledge, isn't it? I don't think he played super rugby, but yeah. he was a complete waste of time. I think Hickey is a better bet. But this signing him and this Jaco van der Volt guy, I just, it's just like, can you not find a backup ten who's Scottish? Maybe, maybe you can't. Maybe that's just the the facts of it. But is it not the um, final year of Toby's contract? Do you think I'd, he might I'd be, be surprised if? I don't. Maybe yeah. I yeah. thought they'd, they'd want to keep Toby. I think he's quite important. We keep saying the wrong thing about Toby. We keep saying that he's eligible for Scotland. Oh, he's not. Yeah, we keep saying this is the end <laughs> of no, his no, career. No, I, I think he, he's not eligible for Scotland. He's ineligible for Scotland, but I think he's like uh, one of Edinburgh's better players, I think, or has yeah, been this been season. He's been very solid this year. So I'd be surprised if they didn't at least try and renew his contract, but maybe they're not. I agree, but I think we've also got to remember how centralised Scottish rugby is. Mm. And at the end of the day, if we think 10 is a super important position to have one of those 10 spots filled by someone who is either a not eligible currently can't play for Scotland and B will not be able to play for Scotland even in the future then it seems like a relatively big waste of a really important space and so has, have they signed these new 10s will they take five years now or is it still before the new rules? I'm almost certainly going to get this wrong. <laughs> but my understanding... That's why I, asked. I still don't understand My understanding was rules. if you did it before a certain date in December, then it's still the three years applied. Okay, so that's probably why they've signed them then. And that's why they've signed them now. Because it's Simon still, Hickey, at least, his name sounds like he could be from Scotland. But he sounds like he could be from the UK. Jakob <laughs> van der Vault, not quite. Cornel de Prius from what? Glenrothes? He is, yeah, Glenrothes, yeah. Strauss from... Thursday, something. <laughs> <laughs> you know? They made them tough up. Yeah, at yeah. yeah, they do. Um, another Edinburgh signing, not quite as high profile. Elliot Miller Mills come from. He's a prop from Yorkshire Carnegie, so he'll be in the Scotland squad next week, won't he? Yeah, probably. He's Scots qualified, so straight through. There you go. He, yeah. I mean, he is probably actually fifth choice. <laughs> <laughs> like he will be. Yeah, yeah. He's gone straight out to South Africa with the Edinburgh team. So I don't think he's in the squad, but. Um, he's out there though he's, he's out there judging in. by Instagram stories they're doing a lot of cultural appreciation aren't they the Edinburgh lads yeah sickening <laughs> <laughs> other, um, signing news our boy BBT Big Ben Toulis re-signed for Edinburgh for the next two years that for me is a bloody good bit of business can you admit that you've been the main person giving him flack oh yeah absolutely okay I thought wrong. he was. I thought he was terrible. What was the phrase? And in my in, in stealing my, a living, stealing a living. <laughs> I I still do think he has. I think his evolution as a player has perfectly mirrored our evolution as a podcast. As we have improved, he has improved. And okay, look at him now. He's the barometer of our success. And yeah, he's exactly. got a new contract. Yeah. So. so new yeah. contract, couple of years on. 
No, I think he's great. I, I think he had a great game at the weekend. I think he's, he's, we'll get onto it. I think he's been incredibly hard done by to not be yep. starting at the weekend against uh, Australia. Uh, yeah, so keep on. As long as his star is rising, I feel good about the um, the thistle. I think we're in a good place. What does it mean now that he's been dropped? Oh, yeah, temporary blip. Faltering. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Matt, you had some things to say about the seven squad, which was announced today. Oh, did I? Well, um, I haven't really looked at it, but you said yeah, you, I did. You, you said it. you had. I think there's obviously a bit of an evolution going on in the squad because guys like Scott White and Mark Robinson have have retired now. Um, so you've got quite a few young guys coming in. Um, likes of kind of Harvey Elms from Curry, Ross McCann from Melrose. You look like really exciting players. Um, Sam Pecker from uh, Melrose as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see those, how those guys get on. You've, you've still got the experience of like Scott Riddle, Captain Hugh Blake, um, Jamie Farndale, um, and then you've got a few pros as well. Darcy Graham is the main name that I look at there and think I, I really want to see him sort of do a bit of damage and uh, and get a shot because I think he's we've all been quite excited about him and he hasn't unfortunately had the chances with Edinburgh through, through injury. So, so quick. Yeah, Jets, and we'll see how they get on in, in Dubai and Cape Town next weekend, I think. Not so a bad life. It's pretty fun, yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. a bad life yeah. for those lads, to um, So yeah, keep keep an eye on that. Pluck Darcy Graham out of Hoy can be like, do you fancy a, fancy a quick joint over... Joint? Joint? Joint. Jaunt. <laughs> Jaunt over to yeah. Dubai. Not Dar- bad. Darcy Graham's hanging out with John Hardy too much. <laughs> oh, steady, <laughs> mate. Alleged. Allegedly. Allegedly. John Hardy. Bloody hell. Um, well, we've talked about a New Zealander. Should we go back and have a look at the uh, New Zealand game from the weekend? Absolute heartbreak. Um, 22-17 at Murrayfield on Saturday evening with tries from Hugh Jones, Johnny Gray, and... Finn Russell knocking over the extras. I mean, lads, I was absolutely drained. I wasn't even at the game, and I was, I was completely fucked. I couldn't. I had lost all energy watching the game. It was, it was nothing like I've ever seen from Scotland before. Best atmosphere at Murrayfield. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought the blackout. I kind of thought I can't bother sitting down early, and it, I thought the first stuff went on a bit, and they were playing a lot of songs, and I was like, oh come on, but then. When they did the actual blackout, the fireworks came on, and Doddy Weir came out, it, and it was the best national anthem I've ever heard. I was belting it out. I'm not normally that big a fan of it. I was absolutely loving it. It was yeah, it was really special. Why do you hate Scotland? No, I'm, I like Scotland a bit, quite a lot actually. What do you mean? Why wouldn't you sing the national anthem though? <laughs> no, I sing it. I'm just. I think it's compared to other national anthems. I'm going off a tangent here. I think it's a bit of a dirge, but. <laughs> It is. It is, it is a, a turge. But it, it was incredible. It was really good. It might be the worst national anthem in the Six Nations. Yeah. But that was the best I've ever heard it. So, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, let's missed talk about the, the game. Blackout because there was no cash machines. Uh, sorry. That put me in a really bad mood. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I actually went mental at the bar women. I was like, this is a joke. And I was like, I'm not blaming you. I was like pointing in her face. I was like, I'm not blaming you. And she was like, no, I totally agree. I was like, this is a farce. Have a word. In this day and age, I couldn't believe it. Do you reckon she's going to get it done for this weekend? Mm, I don't think she had that much bargaining power throughout the SOU. But my only issue is that we've run a little event and it costs £20. Exactly. To get a contactless card machine. You make that money back in one round of <laughs> beers <laughs> when we they're five do, quid a pot. We could do a crowdfunder for the SOU. We could buy them for one we'll Zettel machine. Buy them one Zettel. <laughs> buy them one Zettel. They have to provide their own iPad. And then they send you down to the back corner, and you got to pay one. You can either there's two, there was two cash machines that you had to pay one pound fifty for, or 
they had two old lads in a box that you could put your card in <laughs> and they would give you cash back and it would cost, oh, really? still cost you £1.50. Are you sure that was an official thing? I promise you, mate. <laughs> you've been fleeced. It was a genuine setup. But yeah, I was that a really annoying guy who was coming in during the New Zealand anthem with four. It is quite extraordinary days. that after fine. one of the best Scotland games ever, we're having a two or three minute <laughs> gripe about not being able to get a yeah, but card machine at Murrayfield. Should we talk about the rugby? Yeah. Back, yes. back to the rugby. The, the overall performance was absolutely incredible. Um, I kind of thought it was going to follow a pattern of Scotland competing very well for 40 minutes, 40, 50 minutes. Yep. Then New Zealand scored those few tries and I thought it was going to be one of those, oh, well, we did well for a bit, but New Zealand were way too clinical and just better than us. But the way that Scotland came back just showed like amazing character. And I think often when we do well against the bigger teams it's because it's been raining or it's been like a turgid affair. But actually we played some really good rugby and I thought New Zealand actually looked a bit kind of like scared by the style and pace that we could play with. No, definitely. I think they were absolutely thrown by not only sort of just how quick we were in defence, how much we were sort of hustling them, um, but also just played like a super rugby side, which I, I just I don't think a lot of these New Zealand players really know who much the Scotland players are. No way. Their history of playing Scotland is of playing quite slow, sort of turgid teams. Yeah. And I generally think that at the moment, Scotland are definitely one of the three most exciting teams in, the, in world rugby. Our backline's unbelievably good. But it plays like a New Zealand super rugby. Yeah, back. oh yeah. That yeah. Tr- that try, which we tweeted out, the, the Hugh Jones try, that is a level of skill and sort of... Yeah, execution. And execution that Scotland have, certainly in my lifetime, never been anywhere near. Like, that was a New Zealand try scored by Scotland. Yeah. Can you imagine Simon Webster... Derek Lee and then Graham <laughs> and then Morrison, Graham Morrison finishing, finishing, finishing it. Oh, no way. Um, but no, I think obviously standout performance was by a country mile sort of Stuart Hogg, I think. I was a bit worried actually post this injury at the lines on the lines that he would sort of struggle to get back to the form that yeah. sort of had the last two years where I think I always forget he's been Six Nations Player of the Year twice, like consistently playing super well for Glasgow. And it just feels like this injury almost, well, obviously he's lost his eight kilograms of Guinness weight. And now he's... <laughs> That's a lot of Guinness, isn't it? That is a lot of Guinness. Yeah. And um, he looks sharper than ever. Yeah. You know, he's, what, 25, 25 years old? I think old? he's 25, yeah. Um, and it just looks like he's still sort of continues to develop as a player because mm. obviously we, we always knew he's got the attacking part of his game. But the two parts, which is under high balls, he looks yeah. incredibly Expressions. solid. And the second part is just like defensively, I think mm. he looks incredibly solid. Like there was one time, I think, where I think it was Liam Squire broke through. Yeah. And yeah, he, just he very him. cleverly sort of ushered Liam Squire into a position where he couldn't, couldn't give a pass. Yeah. And I think that's not something that Stuart Hall would have been able to do sort of a couple of years mm. ago. Yeah, he's, he's looking excellent. His stat line is a complete joke 17 runs for 117 meters. Three clean breaks, six defenders beaten. Yeah, against was, New, against was, New Zealand, that yeah. is extraordinary. It, it was very clever the way they used them, which I kind of think shows Townsend's influence. That they they were clearly trying to. It sounds pretty simple, but trying to get him to attack, you know, front row and second row yeah. players, and he was doing them with absolute ease. Um, I don't know if like when I've seen Hogg do well for Scotland before, it's sort of been more in like broken play rather than actually using him as like a set piece strike weapon. Yeah. And it was so effective. Um, but I think that was his most complete performance. 
because we know he can do all these things individually but he attacked like you know we know he can defended well and his kicking game his kicking is really game important is, kicking like, game is amazing um you know a few like massive spiral that he did into the corner another one on the run which punted it down to the corner yeah, and it was that, amazing to see. and the perfectly weighted yeah. little kick for, for Tommy Simo, which led led to the try. It was, mm. it was absolutely extraordinary. Um, gloss over Tommy Seymour. He had a bad day at the office. Yeah, I really hate. Like, he obviously was trying to pretend that he hadn't touched the ball. And he <laughs> yeah, was, like, I know. Really yeah. sour. The and everyone, just, everyone went mental in the crowd, being like, "Cheat!" And it was like that was pretty obvious. Yeah, the ball, like direction of the ball, <laughs> it was moved. really, really bad. But I mean, Tommy is. I think he's. He's obviously starting this weekend, so he's got enough in the bank to get uh, to still get a yeah, start on the wing. Hugh Jones continues to just look like something we've not had uh, outside centre for Scotland in donkeys of years. He is just pure class. He just he, he is exactly what we've needed for fifteen <laughs> years. Yeah, like, that is what we needed. He's quick. He's skillful. Like, he, he gets on the outside really, really well. Yeah, you always think quick. that his, his opposite man is a little bit worried about defending him. There's always a chance that he could do them. And I think him and Dunbar have a really good balance. Yeah, yeah I quite and like I that. I actually think that him and Duncan Taylor mm. um, Interesting. could be could be the start. I think they could start them too for the Six Nations. And I think I would love know, to see it. That'd be nice. That'd be tasty. That back line, That's tasty. It is. I mean, it is world class. Yeah. Yeah. I think go, going from the the backs, which we all agree played really well, the pack fronted up so well considering the amount of injuries oh, we talked about under like, such heavy know, fire. Third as well. and fourth choice props, hookers. Um, Our man Darren Marfo put in another spirited performance. I've always said, <laughs> I've, always, I've, I've always said he's a great player. Yeah, exactly. We I've always said he had the t- he had the talent. To yeah. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he just you know he just did the basics really well. I thought McAnally was excellent. I don't think he missed a single liner. No, his arrows are when, looking... That was another thing I noticed in the game. Like, you know, how many times have we gone down to 22? We talked about this before, and, you know, Ross Ford, the Bette Noirs, has chucked it away. Bette Noir. But, yeah, French. <laughs> um, I think that makes sense. Anyway. Whoa, I don't, whoa, I don't, whoa. I'm not looking it up, but I don't, I don't think we lost a single line out. No, I don't think we did, actually. I think Rambo's just, he's looking, he's looking, I don't know if he's looking a little bit leaner, just a little bit fitter, or just... The way he's Dynamic. carrying the ball is completely different. He just looks um, aggressive got, and doing well. He's got his pilot's license. Well, exactly, yeah. You've, you've been following his little... He's got some videos. He's got a wee YouTube profile. I mean, let's have a quick tangent about Stuart the pilot. Stuart the pilot <laughs> on social his, media. Have you watched his YouTube series? I've watched a couple of them. They go on a bit. <laughs> so I've got an idea. So the, so the latest video was Stuart McNally took Hamish Watson on a little plane ride yeah, to that's St Andrews. Ni- that's nice, isn't it? Thrown out there, Christmas time, Thistle Pod interview with McNally and Daryl Marfo. Oh my God! I'm thrown out there. I know we've tried to get Rambo in the pod before. Rambo, yeah, let's get Rambo, take us out on the plane. Take us out in the plane. That would be great. Bring Daryl Morfo. We'll have a couple of beers. We'll clear the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He might knock you out, Alan, which yeah. I, would, I would quite like to see. I, like to see I can't run away because I'm literally You'll be in, in the plane. The plane. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll consider that a standing offer of yeah. uh, Rambo. If you want to take yeah. us up in the That'd plane, be we'll be, be more good. than happy to do that. Exactly. And he makes a lot of coffee. And does he? He, does, he looks, know. as always, professional rugby players' lives look quite good. Oh, yeah. There's so, spare mu- time. so much spare time. Yeah. So much spare time for coffee with the boys and pl- flying your plane. But anyway, back, back, can we, sorry, back, can back we, to can the we, Can we talk about the ref? Let's talk about that bastard. Uh, I, I used to think I couldn't hate anyone more than Craig Joubert. But. But. It, it wasn't as bad as Joubert. He wasn't as bad as Joubert. Although, 
post game because I didn't notice the key, the famous now famous infamous Kieran Reid slap down before the uh, Jamie Batty yeah no did I try that wasn't I didn't notice I don't it. think anyone really did in the crowd I mean the ref is right there I mean it's fine for us to not notice you guys were in the crowd yeah second tier at Murrayfield you're not getting a good look at that I was watching on TV <laughs> there's an awful lot going on yeah the referee is literally standing right there I think his view was obstructed to be fair by someone in the rock. And I can see at pace, you just, just that like, looks like a knock on. In, in real time, yeah. yeah it looks like a knock on. a really hard decision. Um, but, you, I don't know. What about Maybe the, it's a bit of naivety on Scotland's behalf. Maybe they didn't see it, though. No, I don't think. I'm not I don't sure. I don't think they anyone. saw it. So, how can you say to the ref, go and check it? Or. Because we're Scottish and we were robbed. Oh. Of course, we can say that. Yes. <laughs> and it, it, is, it is one of those things is you could even see sort of Jamie Batty when he kind of. He, did, I, he didn't actually go under the post with, like, purpose. He yeah. did kind of and, think. And the New Zealand defender, whoever it was, stopped. Fine. What about the in-the-air tackle on Hogg, then? You were I very angry. You were very mental. angry. I, when I was looking at it at the time, with the passion I was feeling, I thought it was a red card. Because I thought, I thought that the rules were, if you take someone out in the air clumsily... And it wasn't just like he touched him. He put a shoulder in him. He whacked wrap, him backwards. Wrap, wrap the arms. Wrap the arms. By the letter of the law, that has been, that's happened loads recently where you kind of, back in the day, you'd have been like, oh, that's harsh. But by the letter of the law, it's a red card. I think letter of the law is yellow. None of us know what the law is. All right? yeah, so no, I, look, I, I, the, no is I, I looked up, is, I looked up the law. This is podcast 101. If I you looked, say letter of the law, <laughs> you know that is it. No, like I, I, I looked up the law and it's unclear, to be fair. But no, genuinely, <laughs> genuinely, no, genuinely, it just, it just says like, so if you take the, out in the air, sanction penalty. It doesn't actually say sanction yellow card or red card. So about a minute ago when you were saying by the letter of the law is a red card. Yeah, I, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it looked, Shut up. I thought it looked like a yellow. What annoyed me, and you guys won't have had this because you were in the stadium, is the ref was like, "Right, that is a yellow for me," and then the TMO was like, "Go on, just have another, have another look. C- could could be nothing." I and I, I, what I don't like is that I don't think that's the TMO's job. The guy no. he's asked him for an opinion on his decision, and then he's offered him a sort of. I don't know. Is it, the TMO not just there to... The ref goes, right, I want it from this angle, this angle, this angle. And the, refs, and the TMO says, there you go. But it wasn't. So the ref said, for me, that's a yellow card. And the TMO said, do you want to have another look? I think it could be, I think it could I be just, less. I, and I, I, I'm not sure that's what the TMO is there for. It is at least a yellow card. How can that not be a Because surely card? The, the ref has to have on-field like, primacy over making the rules. You can't have it sort of refereed know off, off the park. Price got in the way slightly, but it didn't really. And he still whacked him in the air. He could have stopped. Ali Price in the way of Naholo. I uh, I got into a, a fight at the bar at halftime with a guy, this big fat English lad with a kiwi top. What was his deal? And, he played, <laughs> <laughs> and I was raging already. You know, I wanted a beer. I'd had to borrow some coins from my dad. I didn't have any cash. And he was like, That's "Tough." Yeah, exactly. I was talking to my brother about it, and he overheard, turned around, and said. Well, actually, I'm an association referee, and the decision was spot on because there was no intent. And I was like, you are a moron. That is not the point. Like, <laughs> that is not the point. It doesn't matter. No, no, I agree. And the thing, but the thing is, Kiwis are the only nation that are more arrogant about rugby than English fans, like Kiwi fans. Oh, so he yeah. was both then. 
and that's he, why you had to break up with your girlfriend, wasn't it? She was too arrogant. <laughs> She's been too arrogant. Too. So annoying. Um, but yeah, that combination is yeah. possibly the worst thing you could ever imagine. Wow. Um, so, so realistically, throughout the match, we should have had two more. We should have had 20 minutes of New Zealand with another man down. Yes, and last 10 minutes should have been 13. Last 10 minutes should have been 13. All that aside, we should have been more clinical in the first half. Yep. How we are never I don't think we'll ever play New Zealand again where we will have that much territory and that much possession in yep. their twenty two and we got three points in forty minutes. It's funny because when we're sort of in the middle of the pitch and people like Russell and Hogg and Jones have a go, we were like getting we were tearing them apart and we were doing good attacks, but when we got close to the line it just seemed like we kind of panicked. And I would have been quite happy just to keep picking and going. And they did that when when Gray scored. But I think yeah. they, they sort of didn't come away with the points in a few ops and then You've got the once again Finn Russell going for a drop goal, which he needs cannot to, he, do. He needs to just never do a drop goal. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. <laughs> no, but he does. He needs to have that in his game. He wants to be complete. He needs to understand he can't get them from the 40 meters. It's, well, it's the strangest thing. I actually think with Finn, this game, the best thing was his game management. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is the one thing that's been sort of Annoying yeah, for sort of the whole time. Yeah, obviously listened to the pod after the Samoa like, game, didn't he? Fuck, those guys are so right. This is what I need to work. He's on. tweeted us before, so he knows he knows who we are. Do you not tweet? Oh, us we slagged him off for his gear. We slagged we slagged off his clothes. Like a board face. Yeah, but like you guys are gimps. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think he's fan of the pod. I think we can we can take from that he's a fan of the pod. Um, I'm trying to think of other sort of big takeaways from the game. One other thing. I just want to say was when I looked at the bench before the game How bad and I saw Batty, Turner, Ferguson. Bergen. Um, no, it was Ferguson started. Ferguson started. Bergen. Bergen. Luke Hamilton. Gilchrist and Hamilton. I, I honestly was like, that is pretty budget. For a Scotland, New yeah. Zealand yeah. international game, having that that bench. That looks like a kind of a Glasgow bench. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 100%. Same sort of standard, if yeah. they were all fit, Turner and Batty probably wouldn't be wouldn't be starters for they wouldn't Glasgow. Luke um, Hamilton probably wouldn't get in. And I, I actually, I, 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 he's had the weirdest career probably any Scotland player in terms of peaks and peaks and troughs. But I actually thought Gilchrist was a bit of an animal when he. Yeah, he was good. And I know we're going to talk about it later, but I actually think he earned a start against Australia by how good he was mm. in that last Fair. thirty minutes. Yeah, and we're right. I not been particularly convinced about Luke Hamilton but I thought when he came on for what was maybe sort of what 20 25 yeah, minutes yeah. he just looked it brilliant he looked so absolutely who, brilliant who came on after oh Turner went to the back row well Turner went to the back row for one scrum 
and sorry, then, they, and so then McAnally, McAnally went to the back row for yeah. one scrum. They got pumped, and then McAnally. Yeah, so they had to put him back in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought I, th- I I agreed with you. I thought the, the lads came off the bench well, and but it's it's amazing when we come to talk about the Australia game, which I think we should probably move on to fairly soon. Yeah, I've got a quick quiz though. Have you got a quiz? Yeah, should we just do that quickly? Let's do a quick quiz. Yeah. It's quite a long quiz. <laughs> it's quite a long quiz. <laughs> let's do a long quiz then. Well, let's uh, do the long quiz. It's the best bit. Go on then. For us right. For me at least. Okay. Quiz. There's kind of four. I'll maybe just do three parts and save the, the fourth part for... Four uh, part For next week. Go on One's then. very quick. What... And this is actually stolen by um, someone on Twitter. What current Rx Scotland player is the only Scottish player to have played, and you should get this... Pro pro rugby top fourteen Premiership rugby and Super rugby. Wait, go again. What current or former Scottish international has played pro fourteen rugby or oh. a version of that Premiership rugby top fourteen and Super rugby? I think I've got that. Yeah, I've got that. Cool. I, d- I don't. So I think. Who are the last five brothers <laughs> to play for Scotland? Not at the same time. Okay. But brothers that have played for Scotland, the last five. I, ha- I think I've actually also stolen this from what might be a, a newspaper. I can't remember which one. Um, but yeah, five, five brothers since... So they would be since circa sort of mid-90s. Mid to late nineties. Okay. I th- There's been five sets of brothers that have played. No. No. <laughs> Mate, so giving him tips. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they both have. They both have played for. Bro- yeah, for they, they're the sixth. Oh, they're the sixth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sixth. Uh, Hastings are the sixth. Oh, Hastings well, the six. Yeah, I know. That's why. That's why you just. <laughs> I'm struggling in that. I've got a real. I've got three then. I've got two. Um, Unlucky. I've got the first one though. You definitely don't. And I think a, I do. And then a while back, Blood and Mud blog did a, an, a, an article, Go which then. I highly enjoyed. Average Scotland backs of the mid 2000s. Oh yeah, that, that oh, was this is very so good. good. And yeah. where are they now? Which included um, Graham Morrison. Yeah. Phil Godman, Hugo Southwell, Nick DeLuca, and Simon Webster. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and Simon Webster said spending so much of his career in hostel, even Jeremy Corbyn would start to question if treating him was just a waste of taxpayers' money. <laughs> 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 but I want you to tell me, out of those five players, who are the top three for caps and who are the top three tries. Wait, run through the list right, again. Run through them again. Graham Morrison. Yep. Phil Godman. Yep. Hugo Southwell. Yeah. Nick DeLuca. And Webster. And Webster. Ooh. And I want the top three for caps and I want the top three for tries as for Scotland. I got one of those Facebook sort of on this day at the New Zealand game at the weekend and it was like I'd, I'd put up a really bad Facebook status. It was like, can't wait for the biggest clash in world rugby, Sonny Bill versus Graham Morrison. <laughs> 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 that's, where, that's how far we've come. Well, yeah, it was Sonny Bill and Conrad Smith v. Like Andy Henderson and Graham Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> it's the clash of the Titans. I'll, uh, I'll save actually part four for, um, for next week. Okay. Right, mm-hmm. first one, who you got? I've got Gregor Townsend. 
Davos. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's obviously right. I haven't got that. I wrote down Byron McGuigan. I'm not Byron quite sure. McGuig- I mean, he's played three, not, he's not played played three top, out of 14. He's not played top 14, has yeah. he? He's not played top 14. Uh, yeah, no. Gregor Townsend is your man. Um, what's he? Cause he had Northampton Saints, obviously yeah. Borders. Cast. Cast. And Montpellier Sharks. And Sharks. And the Sharks, yeah. <laughs> there was actually a great, doing the Sharks. There's a great list of about, there's only about six or seven players in world rugby who have Who've um, ever done all. Who have done it. Josh really? Strauss is relatively close, I think. Hasn't played top 14. No, he's not played Prem either. He plays for Sale. Plays for Sale, oh, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what it said, but supposedly Josh Strauss has played for like in Federal 1. Oh, really? Which, so it's not top 14, but he has played in France mm. at some point. Ah. Uh. Right, your five brothers. <sighs> I was rubbish at this. Who have you got? Do you want to start? The Grey Brothers. Grey Brothers, yeah. Richie on 64, Johnny on 36 caps. I've got the Leslie Brothers. Leslie Brothers, have you got Leslie? I've got the Leslie Brothers, my namesakes. Martin, 37, John, 23. Who else you got? What you got, Davos? Evans Brothers. Evans Brothers is correct. 10 for Tom and 44 for Max. 44 for Max. Yeah. 44 for I, Max. I, I had the Evans, Evans as well, and then I had the Lamins. Oh, Lamins. for Christ's sake, oh. how did I not get the Lamins? <laughs> you not have the Lamins. <laughs> I didn't get the Lamins. And then I don't I know. had the Calders. <laughs> I don't think I had any of the brothers... Like a Calder and the Hastings was running. Well, that would have been before Hastings. Calders before and their cousins. Oh, yeah, I know exactly. I think there's one set of brothers. Their brothers. And then a cousin, yeah. I should probably know that. Um, I had Calder and Hastings running out my five. So I did get five Scottish brothers. But not the right ones, which is the key issue when it there's comes to the key issue in a quiz. So hold on. So hold on, hold on. So you've got Grays. We've got, we got four. Grays, Evans, Lamonts, and Leslie's. And there was a fifth one that came after the Hastings, but before those four. I can't give us a clue. One player, one brother has seventy-five caps. The other brother has five. Um, the Bullocks. The Bullocks, yes. Ah. Good Gordon and Alan Bullock. Gordon and Big Alan. Fair play. Well, yep. I think I'm on the way to losing this one, lads. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then right, Graham Morrison, Phil Goldman, Hugo Southall, Nate DeLuca, Simon Webster. Not in any particular order. Who do you think has had? What three have had the most caps for Scotland? For my caps, I went Morrison, Southwell, Webster. I had exactly the same. Two out of three. We've got Hugo Southwell on 59. Yep. Nick DeLuca on 43. Ah, uh, DeLuca. Simon Webster, 37. Morrison, 35. And Godman, 23. Okay. Tries. Top three. Webster, I'm- Southwell, Godman. What you got? Godman, Webster, Southwell. <laughs> so the same, the same three. I just know that DeLuca scored, you know, it's got DeLuca, like one he try. Only, he only scored one. And Morrison scored more than about two. Uh, it is Webster and Southwell on eight. Yep. Eight tries each. DeLuca and Godman It's a pretty rubbish return one. for back three. And Morrison on three. Three. Graham Morrison scored three tries. Scored. Three, uh, three and 35. DeLuca, one and 43. I can't believe Southwell scored eight, if I'm honest with you. Neither can I. How good was Southwell's left peg there? Oh, it was honestly... So good. I just think it was because he was left-footed and he could spiral. I don't think it went very far. It was very effective. It, it didn't go very As they far. say in the commentary, but it was a cultured... It was oh, it's always cultured. It's a cultured... I heard someone's called an educated left boot. <laughs> I've, I've heard that like as well, that. yeah. I don't think educated oh, worked sense. as well as cultured. Yeah. Oh, well, another one for me. That's definitely a win for you, isn't it? Yeah. That was a good quiz. Business though. as usual. Well I like That's that. Right. Cool. Yeah. I've actually got a really good idea. Well, I think it's a good idea. For, go on, then. For next week. Okay. Well, no, because then I'll ruin it. Okay, okay. Well, hold on to it then. Well, <laughs> well God, listeners, if you weren't coming back, um, <laughs> no, you 
Why not? Come for Alan's good idea. Um, shall we have a look forward to the weekend? We've been going on about a lot of crap up yep. until this point. Let's talk about the Australia game. Um, Murrayfield on Saturday. We were hoping to be joined by our friends at the Green and Gold podcast, but they couldn't make it because it is currently you know about six in the morning over there. So fair enough. They didn't fancy getting out of bed and coming to chat to us. But they, we asked them what they thought. And they said, send your regards to the listeners. So consider those sent um, and let them know that we are bloody worried about the weekend given number one your win over us in Sydney during the summer number two our bumbling performance versus England and number three your close run game against the All Blacks they have also suggested that since um, they are resting Izzy Falau that we should do the same with Stuart Hogg <laughs> like a little one for fair one play. yeah I, I don't think that's fair to be fair Izzy Falau the last fullback he played against for Scotland was um Greg Tonks. Greg Tonks. Yeah, yeah. So actually, Hogg's actually probably a worse player than Greg Tonks. <laughs> you would have thought. Um, so thanks a lot for the lads at Green and Gold for that. Some good stuff to pick up. And we spoke to you on Twitter. Loads of you got in touch with your three-word Thursdays on how you're feeling about the Australia game. How about, number one, no more injuries. Series-defining game. Truly, really optimistic. Um, Hoggy's magic mullet, which I really enjoyed. Um, and then a classic Scottish response of awaiting, crashing disappointment, which I can uh, I can relate to. And I think will happen. Ooh, so there you go. There's Anne's negativity straight in. How about we start talking about the Scotland changes? So Ryan Wilson's come back in straight away for Cornell Dupria. Um, Grant Gilchrist, as Alan was saying earlier, has gained the start ahead of Big Ben Toulis in the second row. Shawnee Maitland is back from injury, coming in on the wing for Lee Jones. And Simon Bergen is starting um, instead of Xander Fagerson. Matt, what did you make of all that? Um, yeah, I mean, it's the, the Tony Tombola, as they call it. He's applied <laughs> it to Scotland as well. Um, I think that you don't lose like sort of that much in the front row. I mean, I just, think, I just don't think Fagerson's fully fit at the moment. Um, Bergen's arguably, you know, as good a scrummager, and I yep. think he likes the combinations, uh, you know, club combinations. So you kind of you keep it there. Um, I think Tuus is quite hard done by. I thought that although Gilchrist had a good game, I thought Tuus played really, really well, and Tuus played in the game when we last beat them and played. You know, was was arguably man of the match in that. He's also um, Australian, so he he's knows, Australian, he knows so stuff. He can understand. It's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit of edge there, <laughs> but I guess he has had two out of three. Yes, yeah, so maybe there's a which rotation famously point. isn't bad. Well, uh, yeah, and if we've, and if, I guess, if yeah. we're going to use this as the thing for the Six Nations, then you mm. kind of maybe want Gilchrist to get some yeah. time yeah. in that role, or st- at least start in one of the games. Mm. I'm, inter- like, I'm interested to see it. Yeah. We've yeah. never seen him, we, we've, I don't think we've ever seen Gilchrist uh, given a start in a top, top game for Scotland. He's always been injured, or he's mm. always never, yeah. he's always come no. off the bench or something like that. He's never no, fair been. Fair play to him. So I, I'm, I'm quite excited about seeing it, particularly after the 20 minutes mm. he had against... New Zealand, and I think what it does is it makes our be- our bench this weekend is much much stronger yeah. than it was. Um, I've not got up than it was last weekend because <laughs> now you've got Fag- you've got Fagerson on the bench, you've yeah, got Toulouse on yeah. the bench, you've got, um, you've well, got Fraser ret- Brown returning Fraser Brown on the bench, which is um, um, which is really exciting as well. And then I think you know people were complaining I think about on Twitter that Jones has been dropped for Maitland, but you know I don't think you lose much. Um, Maitland's a classy player I think the one that has pissed a lot of people off and myself included is Ryan Wilson coming back into the team for Cornell Dupree yeah let's let's talk about that 
Ryan Wilson wasn't dropped though. He was, he was injured. injured. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But still. So obviously they would have started. I think regardless of that, I just think that I don't understand why Wilson keeps getting selected at number eight. Yes, I think that is it. Neither is a f- do I. And do you know what I think? Cornell Dupree made a massive difference on last weekend. Restarts. Yeah, Cornell Dupree caught. I don't. Think we dropped any restarts. We didn't. We didn't What's drop going any on? restarts, and that's probably why we almost won. Imagine yeah. how good we could be. Yeah, Cornell Dupree took and managed an awful lot of restarts, mm. and I thought he carried well. I thought he looked more abrasive. Um, he in is. The loose. He just is that player. And you know, I'm. I've never been won over by the Ryan Wilson as a leader um, thing. Mm-hmm. I, do, I don't get it. I don't understand why he's captain of Glasgow yeah. and a vice captain for Scotland. I mean, he's experienced. He's been around the block a bit, but he's been around the block playing fairly poorly and getting loads of yellow cards. That is not leadership material just because you've been there for a long time. Well, the odds gets yellow this weekend. Oh, one to one. Got yellow last time he played Australia. Yeah, no, he did. Surely <laughs> evens. I just I think that Wilson is a six. He's not a number eight. So I think any selection discussion has to be revolving around not can we fit him in or does he deserve to be a six? And when you have people like Watson and Barkley, he's absolutely nowhere near that conversation. Yeah. No. I think you have specialist number eights, which is what we've lacked for a while. So you yeah. start getting Wilson, uh, not Wilson, Dupriya and Strauss in that conversation. Even maybe Denton. I'd rather have Denton there than Wilson at eight, personally. No, I agree. I think um, I think we're trying to sort of fudge it a bit too much. Mm. But it shows they obviously want him in the team that badly. Yeah. Townsend loves him, though. Always has. Yeah. Always picks him he, for Glasgow even when he was out of form. At, so for the game. So yeah. he's, one of the, he's one of the... Him and Hog. Hoggy are vice captains. Got you. Um, can we chat quickly about uh, Australia's training issues? Oh, Pef yeah. Mill. <laughs> so they went, <laughs> they went to Peffer Mill on Tuesday... Tr- said they wanted. Oh, it was Wednesday. To, sorry, Wednesday. They wanted to play, and they said no because they didn't want them to churn it up before the Edinburgh <laughs> v Durham yeah, uni yeah, game. Yeah, they didn't even play on the pitch. In the end, they moved the game to a three G pitch, <laughs> so they could have done it anyway. Oh, <laughs> that's, really? That's great trolling. I love it. And that. then did they not have to train at like the the bottom of the pitch? Yeah, and that was the whole thing. In mm. like, love that. Yeah, it was like a horrible, horrible hill because the the SRU supposedly initially offered them the three G pitch by the by Murrayfield but they were like yeah <coughs> Scotland were just going to watch them we're going to spy on them which they obviously would have done so yeah done that little drone yeah the end of the top but they've uh they've stitched up the groundsman at um at Peffer Mill yeah I know <laughs> love that <laughs> I absolutely love that um so those those are the changes what do you what do you make of that so the, the team I mean the, the backs are um, unchanged apart from Maitland coming in who is a proven high quality performer that backline i mean let's not spend too much time on it but mm. that is i think it's a match to that australia backline you look at the excitement and the way in which they they moved the ball and scored points yeah. against new zealand yeah there is no reason why i think they cannot do the same against australia i initially when the australian team got announced i looked at the backline and thought oh christ but then really i was like no i shouldn't have anything to worry about i think our backline is just as just as good just as exciting yeah um so what about yeah, the? Um, about should we that. chat about sort of key matchups? Yeah, I think. Have Have you prepared any? Well, I think <laughs> sort of front row. So Kepu is getting closing to 100 caps. Stephen Moore is 130 caps. Scott Seal is like 40 caps. He's a very good player. And as we well. still have about 10 caps in our in front. The, yeah, <laughs> in our front yeah. row. Yeah. Now I actually Simon Berger must be getting his third. 
third about or fourth. Marfo's yeah. three. Yeah, but how good of all of Marfo's characters? <laughs> yeah, he's like the first time you see Maro Toji play. You're just like he is. You know, you know he's going to be world class. There, there is a bit of like the Marfo train is like uh, two hundred miles an hour. Yeah, the track. unstoppable. I mean, <laughs> the press are going mental. Cult hero. He is a cult hero. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see sort of how they do in the scrum. Stephen Moore's last game. He's been pretty shit for about two yeah, years. I, yeah, when I saw that selection, I kind of thought, you know, I'd rather be playing him than Pelota now. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens in the scrum. So Hooper and Watson's quite a good one. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Similar, similar players. Young, you know, small, like, sick, but still quite savagely dynamic players. Such yeah. good ball. Both, like, really similar ball carriers, like, really scrappy. They never go down easy. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd be a bit worried about... I think Sean McMahon this season has been absolutely incredible. I don't think he was so good against England, but really dangerous runner at number eight. And I'm a, a bit worried about him sort of running at the likes of Russell and those kind of players. Mm. Russell's good in defence, but McMahon sort of been like tearing up the all backs, for example. So McMahon, yeah. I think I've watched a bit of the rugby championship and at the start, especially that first game against New Zealand. It was incredible. When you, no, but the first game. Oh. When New Zealand absolutely Yeah, 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 yeah. He was actually like relatively poor. Yeah, yeah, And then throughout yeah, the rugby yeah. championship, he improved, improved, improved. And then that final game against New Zealand, he yep. was like standout man yeah. of the match. Like literally just tossing over mm. it. Kiwi lads, yeah, and I think that's something we have to remember. He was tossing over Kiwi lads, tossing, tossing, tossing off over Kiwi, Kiwi lads, tossing off a Kiwi, He's tossing lad. off Kiwi lads all over the shop. Um, I think it's something we've got to remember. Is I think there's a lot of stuff in the press in Scotland. People are saying that Scotland either a need to win this or b should win this, which is just kind of not true. At the end of the day, firstly, the bookies have Australia favourites. But what's the spread? Five know? points. Five points. Okay, so, so I think that's I think that's probably about right. I think that's mm. probably fair. Let's remember Australia have beaten New Zealand in yep. the last three weeks, and Australia are pretty sweet. They're third in the world. They're third in the world, and I think, look, obviously we want to go in this game wanting to beat Australia, and I think we have a very good chance of beating Australia. Mm. Um, but again, if I think if we if we play well, take them close and have a similar performance out against New Zealand, then I think that is a good foundation for going into the Six Nations. Mm. But do you not think we need a win to really propel that into the Six Nations? Or do you think if we just go close again, it's just sort of continuing the sort of um, close but no cigar sort of Scotland mentality? Yeah, but I, I kind of think that's something of uh, an older era. I know we did it against New Zealand, but at the end of the day, like the tight games in the Six Nations, we won. You know, the tight games in the summer we won. I, That's I, true. I do think that that is something that is more more about sort of 2010, 2011 Scotland than 2017 Scotland. Mm. Um, but I do, I do get what you mean. It'd be, in, it'd be interesting to see sort of, can they close out a game if they're ahead yeah. against I, Australia? I, I'm, I'm actually more in the camp of, I think, it's the performance against New Zealand has just sort of ratcheted up expectations and I may be falling into that trap yep. but I really think it could be hugely pivotal pivotal for this squad to having gotten so close against New Zealand to maintain that level of performance because we've been able to get these well look at the summer we had a great performance we beat Australia and then we lost to Fiji the next week mm. yeah. like, I know that the, the, you're not yeah. comparing apples yeah. and apples but you know it is um, 
a classic Scotland trait that we win one big game and then we have an absolute shocker. Look at England in the Six Nations where we completely sort of fell yeah. off away from our yeah. performance. I think mentally for this squad, if they can come up with a win this weekend, I think that would be huge going into the Six Nations. Yeah. There's, a, there's a difference though between losing by 40 points to England and losing to Fiji than just losing to Australia. Yes. There's a difference between fall off in performance, yeah, yeah. which I think happened in those two occasions than just losing a match which if it did happen here wouldn't be the end of the world okay but that, uh, yeah and also yeah, one thing I was saying Samoa game that was just a week and a half ago and Samoa lost to Romania <laughs> <laughs> like literally last yeah, week yeah Samoa going to be England this week though so it's with fine. a similar team Samoa lost to Romania yeah so I think we've got to remember how bad we were in mm. the first game as yeah, well. oh we yeah. were so bad my, my main worry is that you know there's going to be some sore bodies and they got to such heights in that New Zealand game, backing that up, like can they find it? It's so difficult. Like, I just I can't see them replicating that intensity or accuracy of performance. But I don't think that they would. When they beat Australia in the summer, they probably didn't play as well. I don't. Think they had to achieve no definitely. the same heights in the New Zealand match. So if they can play at like ninety percent of that, which I still you know I think they can do then I think they, they can win. And I think Scotland's probably main weakness is when they play against someone like England, where they just get absolutely beasted up front. And that's not Australia's game plan. Like, I think their front yeah. five, particularly their two-second row, is pretty budget. Like, they've not got a huge back row. Good players, but they're not going to like grind you down physically. No. So, yeah, yeah. I'm it's, fairly hopeful. It's going to be an interesting one. So, on that, why don't we do um, some predictions then? Yeah, um, yeah. Starting with you, Matt, you're pretty hopeful. Hopeful for what? Uh, I am hopeful, but I think Australia will win by three. Three points. Alan? I think, like, Corabetti and Kurindrani. Yeah. In those, just in the wide channels, will have a bit too much for Scotland, possibly. Mm. And I think they'll win by five. Five points. I think Scotland will win by six points and Daryl Marfa will score a try <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go quite as far as saying he's going to get mad of the match but he's not going to be far off we'd love to see it that would be good um, I'm going to be there I'm, I'm super excited this is the first um, game I've actually managed to get to so I'm very very excited nice. so hopefully we'll we will be coming away the win should we should we literally talk for two or three minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. Two. Edinburgh Glasgow yep Edinburgh are playing against the Cheetahs in Bloemfontein yep. Friday night lights down there Matt, you didn't think too much of the Edinburgh squad, did you? I mean, they're picking what they've got, but I think you sort of look at, compared to what they've um, put out in the last few weeks, like back row of Carmichael, Crosby and Mata, pretty inexperienced. Um, front row of Myron McCallum, Cochran, Rizzo. You know, doesn't look that strong. But then, you know, you've got Duhan van der Werwe in the, the back, see, what, see how he goes. This is exciting. A pretty good back line, which Christine, James Johnson... Doogie Five, Kinghorn, Toby, and Hidalgo Klein. Just going to play some rugby. Um, and some you know exciting young guys on the bench like Cam Hunter-Hill and, and Fenton. And Jakob van der Valt might make his debut. So It's interesting. It'll be, I think it'll be really interesting to see how Duhan van der Merwe goes on the wing. Because yep. I think it's kind of been briefed in the press that Cockerell really likes the look of him. And that's why he sort of ended up at... Yep. Um, he does look quite good. He does look quite good. He's a beast. He's quite a big lad. So yeah. Well, yeah. best of luck to them um, and then Glasgow on Saturday lunchtime away to the Ospreys being refed by like a guy who's from 
Swansea. <laughs> yeah, I did read about this. It all seems very strange. Like you think they. Why can't get they have neutral refs? I mean, yeah, just get someone from literally. I also like, saw that it. yeah. because it's not on TV, there isn't a TMO. Good. So there's no there's no third eye or anything like that because it's not on TV, which seems really really strange. Surely every game should have a TMO, regardless of whether it's been broadcast. Yeah, shit, definitely. <laughs> so you know, good old Pro 14, not quite not as co- pro as you would hope. I know. Um, <laughs> but what what do you think of the um, what do you think of, the, of Glasgow's chances? I before I realised that it wasn't on TV was quite excited because I was I think you'll probably have what Horn and Hastings nine yeah, ten yeah, again. Yeah. Yep. Good to see them. So get Greg, those kind of players. Greg Johnson. Masanga. Um, Jacko. Masanga. Jacko. Matawalu. Matawalu. Uh, I don't think uh, Fiji have got a game. Oh, really? I might be completely wrong. Have Glasgow uh, not announced the squad? No, I haven't. Because well, it's not until Sunday. Yeah, so Sunday they won't announce it until tomorrow. Oh, is it Sunday lunchtime? It is, yeah. So they won't do it until tomorrow. Fair enough. I think... I think It'll still be a decent Glasgow team. They might Glasgow, struggle up front. I think Glasgow will probably lose. I think Osprey's away with that many players missing. It's the sort of game where I think when you plan at the start of the season, they would have been like, right, that's that's going to be a real toughie. It's a real yeah. toughie, but they were probably Although hoping to have the Ospreys have been Kebble. Yes. Osprey's been rubbish this year as well. Osprey's are dog shit. Like crap. So and they don't have any of their crap Welsh players, so, you know, who are they bringing in? Yeah, no, that is true. And then Edinburgh, what do we what do we reckon? Cheetahs away? That's Cheetahs I think the Cheetahs are going to win that. But I looked at the Cheetahs team and like their only decent players are playing for South Africa. Only guy they got is Mapimpe on the wing, who I'm a big fan of. I didn't recognise any of their other players. Like I think Edinburgh can beat them. I haven't looked at the team. But Young Edinburgh team, maybe I'm being over optimistic. We'll but. find out. BBC Alba. Yeah, five thirty tomorrow. tomorrow. Boom. Yeah, it's gonna be the big one. Um are we done? Yeah. We've talked an awful just lot. Under, just under an hour. I'm just under an hour. There's a lot of to talk about. Solid crap from the lads tonight. Um, Next week, hopefully, Kyle Trainer joining us from the Midlands. Yep. Yes, Kyle Trainer coming yep. on the pod, which would be good to hear his insight about his time with the Scotland camp. And hopefully, he'll give us a bit of gossip, actually. That'd be nice. Wouldn't That'd be time in the we mean from six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> he's had caps. He's had caps. He's had four caps. He's had four caps. But he's been Edinburgh, Bristol, Leicester. Pretty interesting career. Yeah. Interesting career. So um, we'll hopefully have Kyle with us next week. Um, thanks a lot, guys. Um, here's to a Scotland win on Saturday. Thanks a lot. Booyah. Fingers crossed. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.